Welcome to the Mom Village Podcast. We are three multicultural moms sharing our journey through motherhood with the Christ Center Foundation. For information and resources, visit us at our church's website at gofamilychurch.org. Or you can also email us at themomvillage at gofamilychurch.org. And please go over and follow us on Instagram at themomvillagefc. We're glad that you're here and welcome to our village. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Mom Village. This is part two of Welcome to Parenthood. My name is Gis Marie Ramos, and obviously, I cannot be here by myself. That doesn't make sense. I'm always with my ladies, Kira Kelly. Hey, Village. And Kristen Scroggins. Hi, ladies. And we are on part two. And Kristen, tell us part two of what? Oh, yeah. With who? Yeah. yeah. So we have part two of... Welcome to Parenthood, and we have Dwight and Michaeli back with us. Dwight is on staff here at our church, and he and Michaeli just had a baby, Roman, three months ago, and I got to see him in person for the first time this morning, and he's so handsome. He has so much hair. It looks like a wig, guys. What's going on? I want those jeans. My babies were bold. And he was smiling at his daddy, and oh my goodness, he he brought me back from a long, long time ago. Those newborn stage is so sweet, but in the first episode, we kind of got to know you guys, and you told us a little bit about Roman and about your birth story, and then you asked some questions to us about advice we had during that season of life, and then will you ever get sleep again? And yes, you will. So go back and listen to that first episode, but this is part two, and so here we go. Michaela, do you want to say anything about your family or yourself before we get started, or you want us just to... Go for it. Yeah, man. Like you said, Roman is three months old and every day has been a gift. Like mm. I've always been excited to go home to my Kaylee, to my wife. Right. Like I'm just like, hey, I can't wait to see her again. But it's like a new thing. Oh, it's yeah, just a yeah. whole new level of love mm. that like I'm like, I, I legit can't wait to go home to see <laughs> my Kaylee and Roman. Yeah. And like, you know, a lot of people say it like, hey, your heart is going to like expand and it's going to grow and you're going to have a new love. But you don't know experientially what that feels like until you have a kid and you're like, holy, yes, my heart did grow. How did this happen? I get it now. I get it now. And so like whenever like I go home and I see my Kaylee and then I see Roman and I see him smile, that's like the best. When I get to see Roman smile, it's just, it lights up my whole day. I could have the busiest or the worst day and then I see him smile. I'm like, wait, what was I mad about again? (laughs) It's incredible. So yeah, it's a huge blessing. I have the most beautiful wife in the world and the most gorgeous baby in the world. I'm trying to not be biased, but it's really hard. When I've asked a bunch of people and I said, in your unbiased opinion, is my baby cute? Because I know there's ugly babies out there. It's okay. And a lot of people have said that he is cute. Oh so my like, gosh. He's cute. He's yeah. cute. I'm telling Gorgeous. you. It's really funny. It's <laughs> And he asks all the people that love him too. So <laughs> yes. there you go. In the unbiased opinion. Uh, unbiased, but very biased at the same time. I mean, I don't think you're yes. allowed to tell anybody that their baby's ugly. No, no, no. You're like, that's, oh, that's not I'm cool. so happy for you. No, but when you hear that, someone yeah. says, oh, the baby's so precious. Yeah, yeah. You can tell in their tone. Like, you know. Wow, that that is a baby. <laughs> <laughs> that That is one. There he goes. So, guys, listen. Hey, I know that like when you make the announcement that you're pregnant... Mm. And you're starting to talk about it. You're getting excited. You're starting to prepare. It seems like 
and it just could have been me, you get a whole lot of advice. Some mm. of it solicited, some of it unsolicited mm. advice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so can you share with our audience what has been some of the best pieces of advice and maybe some of the not so best, some of the sketchy pieces of advice you've received as new parents? Right. We're over here like pointing each other at each other. You go, you go, you go. You do, you do the worst and I'll do the, the Okay. And so, you don't have to tell us who said it. No, no, no. <laughs> Please don't disclose. But just. Anonymous, right. No. So I'm very much like try to be positive and happy-go-lucky and you know what I mean? Like it's always going to be great. And if it isn't, it's okay. We can pivot and it's going to be great. So, But when I started sharing that I was pregnant, obviously there's people that are like, they've had really great experiences and other people that haven't had like great experiences. Like, oh, say goodbye to sleep. Oh, say goodbye to your like, you know, like doing things on your own and like having your own adventures and like all these things. And it's just like, okay, like, I was looking forward to having a baby. And so like, let me just stay in my lane (laughs) because I want to stay happy about that. But to crush those negative ones, it's just a new season. And every season is so beautiful. Like I think about Mm -hmm. when we started dating, that was amazing. When we got engaged, uh, that was amazing. Like when, you know, we got married, that was beautiful. Like when we were able to do life together for the first couple of years and do ministry and go full in on things that we were passionate about, that was beautiful. And like, now that I'm stepping into motherhood, like I am in motherhood, actually, guys. (laughs) It's unbelievable, isn't it? (laughs) It is beautiful. Like, yes, you make, you know, you shift things, your priorities shift, but it is just so special and so precious. Like, I mean, yeah, we didn't have like we were kind of delirious like for the first couple of weeks, right? Of being of having the Expected. little one, right? Because <laughs> we were trying to figure it out. I was trying to figure out what's happening with me, and I was trying to figure out what's happening with Roman, and like it was a whole thing. But I looked at him and I was like, "Anything for you. We're gonna work together. We're gonna figure this out together. Yeah. It's gonna be great. Like I'm here to love on you and to be just." you know, here for you and keep you alive. (laughs) Yes. And so, yeah, so that's kind of like my way of kind of dismissing the negative thoughts there. Yeah. It's kind of crazy how like, like you said, unsolicited advice, like people just like, I want to give you my two cents. And I'm like, but my pockets are full of change. I don't need any more cents. But I would say one of the like better pieces of advice is that I've gotten because You know, like Michaela said, we have a beautiful community here of people and of moms and of dads who just have been through it and great godly men and great godly women that we can look at and aspire to be like, wow, okay, how did they hold that together? Mm -hmm. And then how can we like flip it and make it our own, right? Mm -hmm. Because what you did may not exactly work for us, but like if I could take parts of what you did that could work in our like. And so I was asking one of our guys, hey, just like, you know, we're pregnant and we're going to have a baby. What's a good piece of advice that you could give to dads that are expecting? Because we have a way different journey than the moms do. And so this person was saying that, hey, you're the dad, right? You're not carrying the baby. There's a lot of heavy lifting that the mom is doing. And so your job is to like scriptures as sacrifice for your family, right? Lay down your life. So what does that look like for you? It may look like you get less sleep than she does. Mm. It may look like you do more chores around the house in this season. It may look like you're doing things that you've never done before or whatever. And so he's like, 
plus you're a man. And so one of the things that you're called to is to like man up. So if you're tired, <laughs> who cares? Like, and so it was a great piece of advice. Cause I'm like, yeah, yeah, who cares? Like I didn't carry this child. I didn't do all the heavy lifting. Like I'm not nursing this child at 3am or whatever. Yeah. Like, and so whenever the opportunity arises, it's just like, Hey, can you, yes. What do you need? Mm. If it's four in the morning and, uh, you know, where she's nursing and she's like, I'm just so tired. Can you change? Yes. Wake up out of the, you know, yes, I can change him. What do you need or whatever? And so I always try to be available as much as I can because I know that she's doing the heavy lifting and I want to contribute my part to what she's doing already. And she's so amazing. And I try to tell her that all the time. But yeah, that's one of the best pieces of advice that I got is just like, you know, you can man up for a season. It's not going to be forever. Like you said, Kristen, you, yeah. you have encouraged and inspired us that we will get sleep again. Yeah. You will. <laughs> so, so we have a segment called Marriage Conversation for those that are listening. And we spoke about that in couple. We usually speak about it all the time. But in every marriage conversation, we have the privilege to have our spouses with us. And we love the fact that they can bring some light into our village of the perspective of how the male you know, is thinking and your husbands are thinking and everything we do. And and part of what we discussed, it was something like that. You know, how when we come into a new season with family and kids, it's not about us anymore. Mm-hmm. It's not about what is comfortable to self. Mm-hmm. So when mm-hmm. you hear all those people giving you those advices because they're still stuck in what they're regrets of things that they still wanted to do or they're missing as self Mm -hmm. but now we are together and this is a team effort we're a marriage center like Kristen was saying in part one Mm -hmm. so what you're saying is just key that's a great advice you got from your friend because now it's a team effort and we love to do things together we actually enjoy even Mm -hmm. though we're sleepless we're tired we're excited because it's a new season of things that we're doing together as a family it's not the McKaylee dream to be a mom or Mm -hmm. the Dwight dream to be a dad we are a family and we're in this together we're marriage center so we're enjoying every season that's right what you said McKaylee Every season is awesome because we're doing it together. It's when we start doing things individually or we think that everything is just self. That's what we, you know, just get very self-centered. And then we start thinking, I'm sleep deprived. I'm putting my career on hold. I'm putting this on hold. But you're thinking about yourself, not about what's best for your family. I have a question. Of course. What would you say to the first time mom transitioning from a full-time career to staying at home and also vice versa to a mom that is a working mom that doesn't have the option to be at home? Well, I was thinking when I saw that question, my kid, it's such a good question. I was thinking back to when we had our first two and and we did make the decision for me to come home from a full-time career. One of the first things I would say, and just kind of going off of what Jisma just said, is that when you and Dwight make that decision, it's your decision for your family. Mm-hmm. And you all are so wise to, and as you said earlier, to filter the negativity. So that's one of the first things I would say, because everyone will want to have an opinion and about the decisions that you're making for your family. And I'm thinking back to when I transitioned as a full-time mom, I would say fully embrace the decision that you all have made and that it is such mm-hmm. a rich investment in your family, in your marriage, into little Roman. And even though you're going through that season of sleepless nights, maybe, I think on the other end, 
and this is just me personally, and, and Krista may feel this way too, when I stepped away from my position that I had invested a lot of time, a lot of education into, I have not once looked back. Actually, I celebrate every year that I have not (laughs) been working outside of our home. And Mm -hmm. I literally just celebrate 19 years that I have not had a a job outside of our home, but fully embrace the calling of my job in our home. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't grow up with, you know, a mom that stayed home. So it was very different. I was very career centered and oriented, but God is good. Like he literally drew my heart right out of where I was and I just couldn't see it any other way. And, uh, you know, when Eric and I made that decision, he had to man up and we sacrificed and we did whatever we had to do and, you know, have not regretted it at all. It's not an easy decision. It's not going to be easy in the marriage. It's not going to be easy financially. But again, like Kira said, it's beneficial for your family. But if you ask a working mom, Hey, would you like to be more at home? They're going to say, absolutely. If you ask them a stay at home mom, Hey, would you like to maybe just have a side job so you can help economically? They're going to say, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So either way, we are never satisfied because, and in, not in a bad way, because we want to be more time with our kids or we want to help our husbands provide a little bit more. We will never be satisfied either way. But again, it's what we keep saying, you know, we sound like parents, (laughs) it's what's best for your family. It's a Mm -hmm. decision that you guys sit down, talk together. What is best for my family? For our family, we wanted to somebody to stay home. And my husband works really hard. And sometimes we say no to a lot of things that it could be easier if I have a full-time job, but we sacrifice those things. And we have speak about this before. It's a good sacrifice for the blessing of having mom at home and we can keep our family together, which is good. And I enjoy every second. Now I do work part-time and I still do part-time and I'm a full-time mom. Again, it's not easy, Mm -hmm. but we decided that's the best for our family in this season that it might change along the way. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to stay, but I'm like Kira, I'm fighting for to stay the same way for as long as I can, because we're going to have the rest of our lives to work really hard, but we're not going to have the rest of our lives with our kids being little. That time flies really quickly. And I'm always saying that I don't want to be that mom that looked back and said, I could have actually stayed at home and I didn't. Mm. And I have the rest of my life to work, but it's not rewarding like the time that you have at home. That time flees and goes away, but the memories of your kids at home with you at home are priceless. And something that my husband reminds me every day and helps when the husband actually encourage the wives all the time, which you do very well, do I? He's like, it's really hard for me to live and go and work hard. But what is rewarding is knowing that my kids are home with you. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate your hard work and I see how hard you work. So it's a team effort at marriage center. Like we always say, you know, husband supporting the wife, wife supporting the husband, me reminding Every once in a while, my husband just texts in, hey, hey, I just wanted you to know that we know you work so hard. Like, I'm so thankful that you work so hard for our family. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Little picture, little text, little things. It's just a reminder encouraging each other. The, the decision that we're making is not easy, but it's so worth it for our family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for the single mom or for the mom who chooses to go back to her career, mm-hmm. that's not an indictment on her. Right. But God calls each of us to different things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for the mom who's like, well, no, I would prefer to go back to work. I am, you know, most using my skills there or my energy is there. And that's okay too. We, you know, encourage. 
when you're not at your nine to five, you know, then, you know, spend the time that you need with your family. So that because some people can do it and they yeah. do it extremely well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that sure. is not how I was built, but I mean, <laughs> they do it extremely well. So now, kudos now guys, to those moms. Now, sure, guys, how, sure. how has your parenthood affected your marriage? And how have you seen the Lord work in your marriage in such a short period of time? Of being parents, you know, and we know you're probably seen, especially in the sleeping department, because <laughs> it's really hard to function as moms, you know, without sleeping. But I'm pretty sure you have at least a couple of stories that you have seen the Lord's hand, you know, work in different ways in your early parenthood. Yeah, definitely. Like that same feeling where you're like, you know, I'm I'm feeding, the, I'm nursing the baby. I, I'm, you know, making sure that he's okay, like doing all the things. And you feel that ownership, right, as a mom to take care of your little one, of course. And then also I've had moments where I'm like, okay, just take a step back. What are some areas where Dwight can jump in? Yeah. Because he wants to jump in. He's a part of this mission too. You know, he's a part of our family too. And he wants to live on Roman and he wants to be available and feel, you know, like, being useful in a way, right? Or however you want to, contributing, right? Mm -hmm. To the family. And so I'm like constantly trying to find ways like, okay, baby, like, do you mind doing this? Do you mind doing this? Da, da, da. And the things that I, like, he cannot do, like, Nursing, I obviously. <laughs> Roman has tried to latch, <laughs> but I just keep telling him, "Sorry, buddy, this is, this is a dry that. well. I don't, <laughs> there's nothing for you." He searched, and he obviously, yeah, okay. So there's that. So yeah, those are things that I'm like, as a mom or as a now, like, I want my husband to feel a part of this. You know, it's so easy to just take that wait and just carry yourself as a mom and say like well I have to like culture tells me that I'm you know like I have to if I don't then I'm not the mom that I should be right but that's not the case like you know if you have a husband or if you have a community a family that is willing to jump in with you and help you navigate because I know there's single moms out there so like any like if you have a community that's help like willing to jump in and help you don't be afraid to ask and ask for help because their heart is there, you know, and they're just waiting for you to give them the green light to jump in, you know? So, um, how about you, Dwight, as a husband? I think being a parent, one, it opens your eyes to a lot of things, right? But one of the things that it opened my eyes to is how self ish I was before having a baby, even though I thought I was selfless. Mm -hmm. When you have a baby, Mm -hmm. you find out how actually selfish you are. And then you say, Oh man, like, this time that I usually have for myself, now it's for him. And Mm -hmm. I love that. And the same thing with my Kaylee, like I just see how selfless she is. And she was already selfless, but it's even, you know, you just, you you elevate to a new level when you're a parent. It's almost like a flip switch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, this is good. Like it's good. It's refining me. I I needed this sooner. (laughs) We have in the notes here that you guys have more questions for us. You want to jump in? Yeah. Yeah. I actually have a little fun one. And so it's, what are some baby myths that you debunked as you're raising your kids. So, you know, like a Spanish people, like everything involves either an onion or a lemon. And if you cut the onion and you put it under the foot, then this cold will go away. And then we use Vicks. And Vicks rub. Yes. If you put Vicks on the chest, then they're on their feet and you put socks on. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) And so are there any baby myths that you actually debunked? When you were raising Kristen, you probably have some of those. Y'all, I don't. I'm sitting here. (laughs) I do not know, except for 
it's nothing like that, like that kind of stuff. But just that sometimes people think that becoming a mom or a dad is an intrusion Mm. into your life. And so the myth that your life is kind of over. Uh, <laughs> right. It's going down the rails. Yeah. Or you have put, you know, you have put brakes on something and now you're having to do this instead. It is a myth to me that the world kind of communicates. Mm, yeah. And I would just say that being a mom and being a dad should not, especially if we're Christians, should not feel like an intrusion into our lives, but that it's just an extension of what God is doing in us. And um, the other myth is that you are just great at it from the beginning. And and we Jimmy and I debunked that myth. That you got it, right? That we say you got it. It comes, it's come, it comes, comes naturally. naturally. Mm-hmm. The, the first night we were home from the hospital with our James, it took like two of us 30 minutes to try to figure out how to change his diaper. And you felt like it was, he was just so fragile. And so what we realized quickly is that we needed each other yeah. and that we needed Jesus to mm-hmm. help us with understanding the priority of parenting Mm -hmm. and making that a priority and realizing how important that was. Speaking of priority in parenting, I have another question for you guys within marriage, having an infant, what are some kind of boundaries that you guys set for yourselves within your marriage while having an infant that you have that made it more palatable to have a relationship like outside of just like the baby. So like, for example, we're figuring out like, okay, when we put the baby to sleep, like that's, yes, that's us time. But we also don't want to spend the whole time like talking about Roman and like everything about the baby. Yes, we love him. But like, how do we foster, how do we keep our relationship growing and foster our relationship in a way where it's like healthy versus like everything is about the baby 24 Mm seven and you don't have any time for yourselves. And so Mm -hmm. how did you guys create some of those like boundaries for yourselves within your marriage? Well, a couple things I was just thinking about when our babies were little, I was a very clingy kind of mom. I can admit that out loud. So, you know, you mentioned dating or just spending time together. You know, once you put Roman down, one of the things once you all get comfortable is allowing your community come around you and leaving your home and allowing someone to come and watch Roman. Because sometimes like a different environment, even if it's only for an hour, mm-hmm. you know, you get out of, you know, just seeing him, smelling him and, you know, wanting to touch him, hearing him, <laughs> that you can have conversation. And also going back to an episode we did with Marriage Conversations, Pastor yeah. Christian brought up a very good idea. And we've done this in order to not talk about our kids for at least an hour is, you know, getting these questions off the Internet and just asking each other questions that are not Roman related and to just remember to continue to peel back the layers of who Mike Haley is outside of being a mom and who Dwight is outside of being Roman's dad. Now, that may not happen for a while because you were like deep, deep in love with him. But I think, I mean, it seems so simple just being very intentional about the time that you spend together and being flexible because it may not look exactly like it looked three Mm -hmm. months ago, you know, 
But and just, it's okay. And it's okay. The, yeah. it, actually, that really makes it kind of fun because yeah. you have yeah. to go, you have you to think out of the it. box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You look forward to it. You think out of the box. And yeah, as he gets older, then have that plan set aside time. Even if it's only once a month. Hey, on this Thursday, we're going to have Jisma and Kira come over and Kristen <laughs> watch the baby. <laughs> and we're going to go out for an hour. Yeah. And we discuss in that same episode and we go back to marriage conversations because our husbands gives us a lot of enlightenment, <laughs> but that communicating what a date date night now and this season will look like for each other because you tell McKaylee she's like oh I gotta dress up I gotta do my hair I'm ready to go out and you're like I'm just in my sweats and let's go bench on Netflix mm-hmm. you know yeah. so discuss what it is that it's gonna look like now that we have a newborn mm-hmm. like here I said maybe you have an hour okay so let's see what we can do maybe you have 45 minutes <laughs> okay you know we'll do a stay date here but we'll plan it and we'll actually cook something at home so do something that is tangible and actually realistic mm. and the time that you have and then you can upgrade it little by little as Roman gets older and you get more sleep but whatever works in this season but like Kira said be intentional about yeah. it mm. and communicate so the expectations are the same and nobody thinks of one thing and the other and we don't get disappointments but it's actually an enjoyable resting time together. You know, that, that's so good. It's it's such a different perspective that I grew up with. And I think my Kelly grew up with, and maybe you guys too, like we grew up with the perspective of like the parents first and primary relationship is with the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then the marriage comes second and being here at family church kind of flipped it on its head where it's like, no, the primary relationship is the marriage. Mm-hmm. And then the kids, because eventually the kids are going to leave the coop. You guys are experiencing that now. Yeah. Um, Kristen and Kira, where the kids are going off to college, they're doing their own life. They're getting married. They're having babies of their own. And so at the end of the day, you're going to be left with your spouse. And if you didn't foster that relationship throughout the entirety of the kids growing up, then you're going to be in like this weird place. And I didn't grow up seeing that. I mean, my, you know, my parents are great, but their primary relationship was with me. And then their relationship was kind of secondary or whatever. Kristen, and for those parents, there are new parents like them, and then they're new and maybe they're listening to this episode for their first time. Why is it so important for us to encourage them to be marriage center? What is so scriptural about it? And, you know, what do we teach here in the church? What is it so important? Like, Dwight is saying that we always teach it. You have to be a marriage center. Well, so, you know, in Genesis, when God created the family, the first relationship he made was between husband and wife. And what happens is, so actually my daughter-in-law and I were talking about this this week. She was somewhere and she heard some people talking bad about their mother-in-law. And that <laughs> that is a really common issue. And I think part of in-law problems is because there's not a leaving and cleaving process. Mm. And so part of why... (laughs) All together now. So part of why I need to make my family marriage centered is because what you just said, our kids are going to grow and leave and they're going to cling to someone else. And if I'm still clinging to them Mm. in an unhealthy way, I'm going to cause major problems between myself Mm. and their spouses. That's just not good. And so part of having health in our family long term is to understand that my marriage is a priority and that I'm teaching my children something by making that true. And my kids are more adjusted and more well-adjusted 
feeling safe that Jimmy and I love one another first Mm. and that we're modeling what the scripture says when it says to leave and cleave. And so I'm not loving my child less because I put my husband or my wife first. I'm actually showing love to them in the proper order that God has ordained and helping them later Mm. leave and cleave properly. And for fellow mother-in-laws that are out there, having that good relationship with your daughter-in-law is super, super important. And part of how we do that, ladies, and I'm preaching to myself, is not overstepping and letting them cling to each other and championing their relationship, Mm -hmm. husband and wife, Mm -hmm. way more than what I have with my son or with my daughter, because I don't want to ever get in the middle of that. And so any advice that you have, mother-in-laws, keep it to yourself. (laughs) And um, you be an encouragement. And do not give advice unless you are asked advice. And even then, do it with the most joyful, kind, encouraging thing, because your job is to champion them and encourage them. And it's really, really important. And so if we don't have what you're asking is, why is that important? Because we're setting up success or failure for future generations if we don't get this right. That's good. That's very, very good. (laughs) We're back here like, yes. (laughs) Well, is there another question on the table? Yeah. (laughs) What are some things that you intentionally incorporated into your daily routine with your children that helped shape them? I'm thinking back. Honestly, one of the most important that and what comes to mind is that and even at You know, Roman is three months old, even at this very young, tender age. You know, my Kaylee and Dwight, you all have a gift that all of us were not given the vocals. (laughs) I could not minister to my children in that way. I could read. And I made a very good habit of what I think was a very good habit of reading scripture to them every day. And I know that you all will incorporate that. But even singing the hymns to him, Mm. I mean, he will grow up hearing your voices. And getting to a point where you'll be able then to explain what those words mean to him. So I think just incorporating the word, which I know you will in your home, vocally reading the scripture, just in every way, because, you know, that's the foundation, you know, of building your family and building his faith and pointing him to the Savior. For us, it's just going back to basics, just always having dinner time together. Mm. You know, no matter how busy we are, we always... One thing that we always loved is just to sit on the table, even if it's for breakfast or even if it's for lunch or dinner, but have one dinner together. But also something that I learned from actually from the Scroggins is just having great house rules, even if as simple as one, two, three, but house rules that help you. And now he's little, but when he gets older and you guys and he has more siblings, you know, those house rules, if you keep them, they help you shape your family in a way that you can imagine. Right, Kristen? One of the other things that I will say to you guys are going to do this because you do this for a living, but just our, our young families that are out there, my encouragement to you is to make church a priority. And COVID has derailed a lot of our young families from this because it's Mm -hmm. become more convenient to stay at home in your PJs. Mm -hmm. And we are doing our kids. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. it. Somebody's going to be mad at me. (laughs) But we are doing our children, ladies, a disservice 
to put that on the back burner. Now, if there's health reasons or, you know, you've just had a child, I don't mean you have to go to church the next week. Mm-hmm. But my point is when we are allowing, allowing other things to crowd our time that we would be spending physically with our church family, we are crippling our children because part of what God's intent is, is for us to have community. We are not made to parent alone. And the Holy Spirit fills us when we're Christians. But part of how the Lord spurs us on in our faith is having a community of believers that are walking in His way and doing the same thing. And so we are limiting our kids' perspective about other people that are walking in the faith mm-hmm. when all they're seeing are mom and dad. So get your small children to church. It's worth it. It's a pain to get up early <laughs> on a Sunday morning, but build your week around that. Don't allow other things to crowd that time because our children, as they grow older, are going to need community. And we have to make that a priority. It's not going to get easier as they get older. Mm -hmm. It's going to get harder because Mm -hmm. the world is crowding our schedules. And so we've got to make that a priority when they're young. Thank you. So good. So good. Oh, my goodness, guys. Uh, (laughs) There was so much more that we wanted to talk about. So you've guys got to come back when Roman turns one. So we can talk about the first year. (laughs) But we are so thankful that you took time out, Michaela. We know that this is the sacrifice for you to come in and share with us and share with all the moms of our village. And Dwight, thank you so much for your willingness to just switch chairs for today. We are so grateful that you all have been with us and that you've shared your first three months of your welcome into parenthood, this long journey. But we've got to close. So (laughs) this is how we do it. We do it. We're going to say goodbye to the count of three. One, two, three. Bye. Bye.